Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This week on It Starts With Attraction. You know, I think the biggest thing that you have to tell yourself every single day is that perfection leads to failure, but consistency leads to results. There's a process to falling in love, and it starts with attraction. Join Kimberly Beam Holmes and her special guests as they discuss how to become the most attractive you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as we refer to it, working on your pies. We'll teach you how to have better relationships and become more attractive to others, and maybe more importantly, to yourself. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. I am so excited today. Really excited today. I, you all are going to just hear how excited I am as we go through the conversation to be talking to Amanda Nybert. She is a registered dietitian. She specializes in weight loss, and she really does have a passion to empower others to break the all or nothing mindset, which is something we're definitely going to be talking about today. She's done a TEDx talk, which we'll link to in the show notes. She's been doing this for over 20 years, and she has a custom program which is called Lean, that she has developed. It's an app. It's a process that she takes people through to really help them uh, do what Lean stands for, live energized and nourished, help them lose weight, help them feel great. I met her back in April. So a couple of months ago, I've been following her on social media since and just joined her Lean program. I've been doing it for a week and a half now. Amanda, I am so excited for you to be joined on the podcast today. Welcome. Yay. I'm excited to be here. Girl, I joined Lean. So I, I finally got to a point about 10 days ago where I said, you know what? I'm just stuck with my nutrition, with how I feel, and I'm ready to do something different. And of course, I love the content you have on social. I encourage everyone to follow you. We'll link to her in the show notes as well for Instagram. She does stories all the time and gives such great such great info. But in Lean, she has been teaching how to really follow an approachable solution or an approachable way to look at weight loss and healthy eating, which honestly, so I had, um, who's the girl over whole 30, Melissa Hartwig. Oh yeah, Melissa. Yeah. I had her on the show last year sometime and whole 30, like great program, right? Absolutely. But, but so all or nothing. Yeah, very much all or nothing. And so I've tried so many times in the past year to like start a whole 30 and I've broken it like three hours in and I've just begun to feel like, where has my willpower gone? I used to be able to do this back when I had no kids and way more time on my hands and all of that. Um, so I heard you in April, we, we were able to talk, but you have this different approach. So I would love for you to speak to our listeners about how you approach healthy eating, weight loss for a way that's sustainable, especially for busy people like parents, working people, all the things. 
Yeah, you know, I've been in this space for uh, over two decades. And again, what I see over and over with people um, in terms of creating long term success is really this kind of all or nothing mindset. You know, the feeling that you have to be perfect in order to be successful and the inability to a give yourself grace you know, over holiday weekends and, you know, vacations and, you know, when things just pop up out of your control um, and the ability to kind of, you know, pivot and get back on track ASAP, you know, um, we have this kind of like might as well thinking, you know, that um, if you uh, slip up and, you know, have a meal that doesn't really align with your, you know, health and wellness goals, say first thing in the morning, you know, a lot of people are just like, might as well, might as well just, you know, uh, do all the things for the rest of the day, um, the rest of the week, the rest of the weekend, because heaven forbid, we reset on a Tuesday or on a Friday. So I mean, that's really my passion is just helping people create consistency in their life. Because that's what what it really comes down to. You know, I find people are always looking for kind of the next quick fix. You know, they want rapid results. They want, you know, immediate progress. And at the end of the day, anything that's going to, you know, give you those kind of fast, rapid results are most likely things that are not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really about I love to teach this kind of 80, 20 approach, you know, where 80 percent of the time we are you know, doing the things that make us feel our best. And then 20% of the time, we are absolutely just living our life. Um, And sometimes it's, you know, uh, you know, um, 70, 30, and sometimes it's 60, 40, but always having the mindset of doing something and never just kind of doing nothing. um, For me, I think is the first step in the right direction. Mm hmm. I never thought that I was someone in that all or nothing mindset until I heard you explain it. And it was the way that that you just did. It's the, you know, you're, you get super hungry at 3 p.m. and there just happens to be like a donut there and you eat it. But then your mindset going into dinner is, well, I already had that donut. So I might as well have pasta. I might as well eat the rest of the ice cream in the house. I might as well like get rid of all this unhealthy food and then tomorrow I can start again. And Our I thought, I actually, I've actually done that. Well, then- I love when I bring that up, when I, when I bring that notion of might as well, I do feel like it brings awareness, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the next time you're in that situation, you think of me like, oh my gosh, remember that lady who says, yes. <laughs> you know, after a meal, we say might as well, here I am doing that. Yeah. And what people have to realize is that typically it's not, you know, the one or two donuts that, that you had that threw you off, you know, that the actual event that triggered the might as well thinking most likely did not impact your progress in any way. It's what you chose to do after that mm-hmm. really did. And, and recognizing ourselves saying those things, um, is just really powerful, um, to help us to, to, to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love how on Instagram a couple, a week or two ago, you had those nuggets from Bucky's, like those, 
<laughs> for was super yummy. I've never had them, but but the way that you were talking about them. And so there's you, who's this, you know, mid forties, incredible shape for your age, right? And even you, like I love seeing the behind the scenes. So you ate like almost this whole bag of these sugary wow. things. The first, the first, there's two ingredients: brown sugar and cornmeal. Oh <laughs> That tells you how that tells yeah, you how exactly. Yeah. But then you showed this exact thing. So you showed like, here's what I did, but here's how I'm going to end up ending my day to make this not throw me off track completely. Yeah. So it's real life because. This no, is and exactly. And, and I really try to, you know, be as authentic as possible because I do think that people you know, look at someone like me or look at other, you know, health and wellness professionals and say, oh, well, they're like that because they're perfect. You know, they have it all together. They're Mm -hmm. doing all the things, but no, we're not, you know, Mm -hmm. and if somebody you're, you know, uh, watching depicts themselves as perfect, they're just lying. Trust me. Okay. Nobody's perfect. So um, I think it's important for me to show myself, you know, in my own scenarios. I mean, I love sugar. I crave sugar. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I find myself, you know, having those, those times as well. And, and I always say, you know, that was a good day. Like I did well, like I recouped uh, and we can talk a little bit about macros because I love the teaching Mm -hmm. people the concept of macro management. But there's some days that that happens and I don't do well. You know, I spiral in my own black hole. But, you know, again, recognizing that one day, one event never makes or breaks, you know, your progress and success. It's it's ultimately you got to look at the big picture, you know, um, and the things that you do um, consistently over time are what matter the most. Mm-hmm. So this first thing that you really touch on and talk with people about is break the all or nothing mindset, mindset, get more into 80% of the time focusing on what, what do you encourage them to focus on the 80%? Well, I mean, ultimately it's like the things that you know, you need to do to feel your best. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I love for my clients to kind of dictate their whys, you know, what are your whys? What, What are you, why did you enroll in my program? What are you hoping to get out of this? And it can't just be weight loss. You know, it has to be more like a feeling, a a result. Maybe it's, you know, I'm diabetic. I want to get off my medicine. I Mm -hmm. want you know, more energy throughout the day. I want to sleep better. I want to move, you know, easier throughout the day. So it's like dictating what, what are your big goals, you know, and then breaking that down and saying, well, what are the things I know that I need to do? What are the little things that I know I need to do consistently on a daily basis to feel that way? You know, if I want to have a lot of energy, you know, at the end of the week throughout the day, what do I need to do? Well, I probably need to have good hydration. So, you know, good hydration. I probably need to fuel myself with, you know, um, whole foods, nutritious foods, colorful foods. Um, I probably need to optimize my protein. I probably need to get good sleep. Um, I probably need to be active. So, you know, it's kind of breaking it down into, you know, those little things that you want to be consistent with. And so when we look at that 80-20, it's like you know, doing those things 80% of the time. And I actually um, encourage my clients. um, I have a habit tracker and I know we're on recording, so you can't really see it, but it's really just a 30 day kind of checkbox where my clients can actually fill in, you know, what are three or four habits that you want to focus on with regards to consistency? And I can actually 
we can put this tracker in the show notes for your um, listeners to kind of download. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people think they're putting a lot of effort into their health and wellness. And if you're not truly quantifying it, are you really? Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol is a big one. You know, I work with um, a lot of, you know, women who, you know, socialize, they um, are constantly, you know, going to events or, you know, especially summertime, there's lots of alcohol. The last two years, I think people are drinking more than we ever have been. And, you know, I, I'll tell people, um, 80, 20. So, you know, consuming alcohol 20% of a month is not Friday and Saturday. You know, um, it's not eight days a month. It's actually six days a month. So, uh, you know, if you actually quantify that, um, that's one of the things where people will be like, man, you know, I forgot about book club and I had a glass of wine there and I forgot about Funko and I had a glass of wine there. And then, you know, Friday and Saturday. So, you know, at the end of the month, it allows them to go back and say, well, I thought, you know, I only drank 20% of the time. But when I really, you know, check all the boxes, I'm actually drinking 40% of the time. So um, again, really kind of quantifying what that 80-20 looks like, I think helps people to see where maybe their effort is lacking their goals, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So just to put it in perspective, like that's a good one, alcohol, 20% 20% of the month is, you know, six days in a 30, you know, a 30 day period. Um, but for example, let's say you eat three meals a day, that's 21 meals a week. So 17 is 80% of 21. So our goal is to make 17 meals a week dialed in on track, aligned with our health and wellness goals. But three to four meals a week, we have flexibility. You know, we can eat the foods we enjoy. We can go out. We can, you know, do the things. Those are the the meals that um, are are occasional, you know, things, not things that we do every day. So I think when people really start to put their habits into that perspective, it really shows them, you know, where am I succeeding and and where am I struggling? Mm -hmm. Now, in the overall part of this as well. So the 80%, we're focusing on the things we know are good for us. 20% of the time, we have freedom, we have wiggle room. But does that mean we go off the map and we just eat like 12 Big Macs? I don't think that's possible. Maybe yeah. my husband could do that. But we, <laughs> what? Is, so even in the 20% where we enjoy, do we? is there still something to kind of keep guardrails around it or do we just enjoy to the fullest? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's about moderation, you know, you're not going to want to have three pieces of cheesecake, but you're going to have one, you know? Um, and I always say, I I think people really, especially once they start the lean program and they start to really focus on making all of these kind of healthy shifts, you Mm -hmm. feel better. And I always encourage like after, you know, we're recording this right after a big holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. And on Monday, you know, to all my clients, I'm like, check how you feel. You know, if you woke up today and you feel lethargic, you feel bloated, you are, you know, disappointed in yourself, you know, you're, you have reflux, you know, your belly hurts. That is a reflection of, you know, the choices that you made over the weekend. And Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of times people will go out and have those kind of like discretionary, you know, meals, Um, and then at the end of the meal, it's like, I don't feel good. And when you start to recognize and you start chasing a feeling versus like a number on a scale, that's when the big change happens. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, 
when I, you know, have too much to drink, I feel like crap the next morning. And I try to remind myself that, you know, it's like, I don't want to wake up and feel that way. So the next time I go into a scenario in which I might have, you know, multiple cocktails that I'm going to remind myself, remember that last time and you woke up and you felt like crap, like you don't want to do that. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to learn that lesson hard, you know, um, through multiple experiences. But I think, again, once you start chasing, you know, that elevated feeling, um, you start to feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the macro part of this. You talk a lot about macros and especially about one specific macro that a lot of people, especially women probably aren't getting enough of. Right. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So macros is short for macronutrients, um, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, um, alcohol is actually the fourth macronutrient. Um, and you know, this whole notion, I think for the past four decades, if you go to the doctor and they say, Oh, you need to lose weight. They basically they're like, eat less, exercise more. And we now know that that those types of recommendations, they just don't work because, Um, A calorie is not a calorie. All calories are not created equal. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I like to teach in my program is this macronutrient approach. You know, what is the balance of your macronutrients and and what that should they be? And um, the, the most important macronutrient for overall health and wellness and weight loss is protein. And it's so interesting because for the past four decades, you know, in the 80s and 90s, all we talked about was fat. You know, it's got to be fat free. I mean, I'm 45. I grew up on Snackwell cookies. I grew up on, you know, 100 calorie packs. I grew up on fat free spray butter. Um, You know, that was our jam. Um, So it was all about fat. And then fast forward, you know, in the 2000s, it's been all about carbohydrates. And Mm -hmm. what people have failed to realize is that, you know, in both of those scenarios, we've really missed the most important macronutrient, and that is protein. And I think protein is such a polarizing topic. You know, there's so much different, you know, uh, different information out there. You know, um, there's so, should we eat plants? Should we eat animals? You know, too much is bad for you. Too little is bad for you. That, you know, people are just like, they just do nothing. You know, I'm just going to avoid the protein because I don't know what to do. But in reality, Um, without adequate protein, we can't burn fat. And what I've seen over the past five years in running this program is that across the board, everyone comes in under consuming protein, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so that's really what we focus on because I found that when you just simply focus on optimizing your protein, even if it's as simple as for your viewers, you know, aiming for 30 grams of protein three times a day, Everything else falls into place because mm-hmm. protein fills you up. It keeps you full. The digestion uh, rate is so much slower, you know, so um, carbohydrates are digested within one hour. So you eat them, you're full and satisfied. An hour and a half later, you're starving again. But protein, again, it, it satisfies you because it sticks with you for the next four hours. Um, so that's a huge focus that um, I think that, you know, a, a lot of women are just not, you know, really kind of dialed in on what's yeah. been, what was your experience? Did you come in under eating protein? Yeah. You know, I thought because I've been in like the weightlifting community for a while, I thought I'm eating enough protein, but what I have found only in 10 days is if you're not intentional 
about making sure that you're hitting the amount of protein you need to be hitting. And you, you know, you have a way in lean where everyone can calculate that and be able to track it easily. Then you're not going to hit your protein goal. Like you really have to be intentional about it. Right. And I would say just again, a nice takeaway for your listeners, you know, your minimum protein goal is half your body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, your minimum daily intake is a hundred grams. And again, Mm -hmm. that is literally the bare minimum. So, um, you know, one of the things that I encourage people when I'm doing podcasts is I say, you know, download a tracking app. There's hundreds of them out there. Change nothing in the way that you eat, track everything, and you'll see your glaring deficiencies. And, And most of the time, we're under consuming protein, we're Mm -hmm. over consuming carbohydrates. um, And sometimes just tweaking that, you know, balancing those two things out are really important. And and again, going back to the all or nothing mindset, you know, uh, right now, we're very carb phobic. And I hate this for women, because I think doctors are implying to women that in order to be you know, not diabetic to address your PCOS, to deal with your Hashimoto's, you know, every type of medical condition out there that you have to eat a low carb diet and you don't, you -hmm. know, and low carb diets, in my opinion, are not sustainable. Now, the average American eats 400 to 500 carbs. Yes, that's problematic. But consuming 100, 150 carbs a day um, with adequate proteins, fibers and fats you're going to feel your best. You're going to have tons of variety and you're going to see results. Yeah. Yeah. 400. That's a lot Four. I'm just doing the math in my head. So 400 grams of carbs times four calories per that's 1600 calories, just of carbohydrates, just of carbohydrates, just of carbs. And so if you're not getting that, you you probably don't have the room in your stomach to fit all the protein in because you're full of, you're full, you're full of, carbs. of carbs. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people are like, wow, that's a lot of carbohydrates, not me. Well, trust me, you know, you roll through, um, you get your caramel macchiato in the morning and then you roll through and you get your hamburger and French fries in the afternoon and you have pretzels as your afternoon snack. I mean, again, we've been so focused on like calories, Mm -hmm. um, especially like with, you know, restaurant food. If you go through the drive-through, everything's calorie based. So, you know, that sweet tea is only 150 calories, but what people don't realize is it's 75 grams of carbs, you know? So it's little things like that, that can just really add up really quickly. Yeah. So another thing I, I loved or have loved so far about lean is you say, like, hit your protein goal. That's your first, the first thing that you need to do. And then from there, your fats, your carbs, like kind of let them fall where they may. <laughs> And I have noticed over the past 10 days, I am very fat heavy. So if I'm not intentional about my carbs, other other than a low carb day, which I did not love yesterday, it was my first (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to get under 50 grams? But I typically fall on like a 100 grams of carbs type thing. But I also wonder if you don't eat enough carbs, especially if you're working out, like, will that lead to kind of craving more carbs or maybe binging on carbs, even if you've hit your calorie goal for the day. 
Yeah. You know, I think that people have their preferred eating habits. I'm kind of like you. I tend to like to eat avocados and Mm -hmm. eggs and nuts and salmon, which are all high fat, high healthy fat foods. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not a huge like bread pasta person. You know, that's just not really my jam. Now, sugar is my jam, you know. Um, So for me, kind of like you said, if I'm if I simply focus on my protein optimization, stay within a caloric deficit, um, my, my carbs typically fall right around 100, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, overly restricting carbs, yes, in the long run, I think it leads to deprivation. I think it leads to, you know, the, the, the want to kind of binge on carbohydrates. And I also, and the reason why I teach this kind of balanced approach is because, again, I do feel like people think that, you know, there's no ability to incorporate carbs in an appropriate manner, you know? So it's like when I, when I, when I can teach you, Hey, you can have 150, 200 carbs, which means you have room for a brownie. You have room for pasta and rice and potatoes, and you're still on track. It's very empowering, you know, where people feel like that they have that variety that they can kind of choose from. There's My, my whole, you know, theory, my whole, you know, slogan is there are no bad foods. You know, there are no foods off limits. There are just foods that we eat in abundance and foods that we eat in moderation. Now the jam with fat, the challenge with fat is that for every gram of fat, you get nine calories. So a lot of times if you tend to lean on higher fat foods, it can be more challenging to kind of stay in that caloric deficit um, because they just kind of, you know, chomp up your calories a lot quicker. So um, it can kind of go both ways. But again, the thing with macro management, and if you're listening to this and you've done macros in the past, people a lot of times get overwhelmed and frustrated with macros because they think they all should be perfect. Like they all should hit perfectly every single day. And that never happens. So the approach that I teach with this focus on protein, stay in a caloric deficit, it just allows you to be a lot more flexible with carbs and fats. And we know, we know that low fat diets promote weight loss and we know that low carb diets promote weight loss. So it's just more of the preference in which you, you know, like to eat. Mm -hmm. I had some people ask some questions on Instagram. And one person asked specifically, wanting to know your thoughts about the keto diet. Now, I kind of know what you're going to say, we've been talking around it, but specifically, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, the the keto diet, there are a lot of um, powerful medical applications for that type of eating. Mm. And I definitely think that, you know, people that have significant, you know, diabetes and, you know, potentially Mm. insulin resistance and things like that, keto for a short period of time can be a powerful, you know, um, something to implement. What I think that happens in most cases is number one, uh, most people think they're doing keto and they're really doing low carb and keto and low carb are much different. Okay. So really, keto, yes, very much so. Ooh. Keto is a very high fat diet. So we would say about 70% fat, 
20% protein and 10% carbs. Whereas low carb is, hmm. you know, typically more moderate fat. It's more high protein. We're ch- typically mm-hmm. doing 35 to 40% protein, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 30% fat and then, you know, 10% um, carbs. So um, when I see people who say they're doing keto, they're not, they're not putting their body into ketosis. Therefore you're not getting the benefit. So a lot of people do keto wrong. Number two, especially for women, keto is not healthy to do chronically. Um, Mm. The best way to implement keto is to cycle because we need carbohydrates you know, women need carbohydrates and to omit carbohydrates for months and months and years and years on end. From my experience, especially seeing chronic keto, you know, clients, um, you end up doing more harm to like your thyroid, you know, your metabolism, all of those things than if you keto cycle. So, um, you know, that's another concept that I think if you're going to implement keto, you got to make sure you're ready to do you do keto for a couple of months, you come out, you bring back in the carbohydrates um, for a couple of months, and then you go back into keto. And that's where I think people struggle. You know, Um, the third, the third issue I have with keto is that it's not sustainable. You know, most people will have a very hard time living a true, um, you know, ketotic diet, living in ketosis, day over day. And so, um, you know, they find themselves going in and out, you know, it's like Monday through Friday, I'm going to be keto. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm not, it don't work like that. You know, typically that kind of pattern backfires and creates, you know, more weight gain than, than weight loss. So, um, so that's, those are kind of my thoughts on keto. It's, it's, it's the diet of the, the century right now. Like that's, where everybody is. Everybody thinks that keto is where it's at to lose weight and be healthy. Um, so, you know, in terms of all the, you know, all the diets out there, I, I don't have anything, you know, negative to say about it in terms of if you do it properly. Um, but again, I'm just more for balance and sustainability. Um, yes. you know. I think tends to work a lot better for most people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And also the other thing I've noticed, you know, being 10 days into lean right now is even if I've had a day where I went over on calories or something, the encouragement from you has always been don't punish yourself the next day. You like that is not what this is. You you get to reset, start over, do your best, hit that protein goal, stay within the calorie deficit, right? So it's it's not as mentally taxing as, you know, following a keto diet for example and then just one day being out of that carb range, I'm guessing just you have to like completely it just seems like a lot. It seems a yeah. lot of mental exhaustion to try and keep up. Well, you know, again, we are hardest critics. I mean, you know, over and over, I am telling these clients, I'm like, listen, I was like, stop being so hard on yourself, you know? And -hmm. that's what I love, you know, the the daily support and accountability that you get in the lean program, I think is really Mm -hmm. unmatched, you know, with all the clients kind of checking in every night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I always tell my clients, I really want to see your bad days more than I want to see your good days because Mm -hmm. I have so much more to teach you 
from the days that you think are bad, you know, someone will post something and maybe they had an extra hundred calories and they're literally like beating themselves up. You know, it's like I did, you know, um, I got 10,000 steps. I got a workout in, I packed my lunch. I skipped the, the donuts at, you know, um, in the, in the break room, but I'm a hundred calories over. I suck. I, you know, I, I blew it. And I'm like, boo, you just listed eight yeah. things that you did so well yeah. that are huge wins, but yet you're focused on being an extra hundred calories over, which in the scheme of things is insignificant. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really where I can help women specifically mm-hmm. is to help them to see like you are being so hard on yourself and you're making this, you know, harder than it has to be. When in reality you're doing so well. And again, that's that all or nothing mindset. It's like, I did eight things right. I did one thing wrong. Therefore, I'm a failure, you know? Um, So that constant, you know, encouragement and feedback and letting them, you know, see this, you think this is a bad day, but it wasn't. Or if you thought this was a bad day and it was a bad day, (laughs) but we're going to reset and we're going to, you know, do better tomorrow. And this day will be insignificant in the long run. Um, I think is really powerful. Yeah. So, Question about the protein goal, and I have to ask this for my mother. So even as we age, is it still as important to be getting that at least half your body weight in protein? Especially it's more women. important. It's more important. I knew more it. More important. So <laughs> optimal protein ranges is 50 to 75% of your body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you really need 100 to 150 grams. The mm-hmm. older you are, the closer you need to be to that 75% because our body's ability to utilize the protein we eat is less. So again, I don't know the specific number. So I'm just going to give you an example. If let's say your mother, I don't know, maybe she's 60 or something, um, consumes 20 grams of protein. Well, her body's only going to utilize 15 grams. Whereas if you have someone who's, you know, 25 years old and they consume 20 grams of protein, their body is going to utilize 20 grams. So the biggest thing that we see in women as we age more so than hormones, you know, women want to blame their hormones for why their metabolism sucks as we age. It's not your hormones. It's sarcopenia. It's the loss of muscle mass. Mm. So inadequate protein intake Um, leads to sarcopenia in addition to, you know, um, inactivity, you know, not being mobile, not moving, you know, um, not doing strength training and things like that. So one of the ways that we can offset sarcopenia without exercise is to get adequate protein. So, um, so yes, you know, um, the older you are, the more protein you need, it actually goes up. Mm. Okay. You have a ton of information on your Instagram and of course in lean, which I'll promote people towards at the end of this. But um, for people who are just hearing this and they're like, dang, I maybe I need to up my protein. What are some ways that I can do that? And maybe they're not thrilled about just eating a chicken breast all the time, right? Right. You have great resources on how on ways to intentionally increase your protein. What are some of your favorites? 
Yeah. I mean, again, I think shooting for that 30 to 40 gram of protein three times a day is just such a great goal, especially for all women. Um, I love, you know, high protein yogurt. Um, there's a lot of yogurts out there that are, you know, 15, 20 grams. And here's the thing, like if I have a 15 gram yogurt, I'm going to eat two of them. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, another thing that I really teach my clients in lean, like people think, oh, this one yogurt is one serving. No, it's not you know, your serving is 30 grams of protein. So if you have to eat two of them, that's what you should do. It's like the tuna packs. I'm going to take this tuna pack for lunch. Well, it's only 15 grams of protein. You need two tuna packs. Mm -hmm. Um, So things, I mean, obviously animal protein um, is a really easy way, typically about uh, four to five ounces. So three ounces um, is about the size of a deck of cards. So that's a really good visual. You know, if you if you go to a restaurant and they give you a piece of chicken and it looks like about a deck of cards, it's three ounces. So you need a little bit more than that. You know, so four to five, six ounces is what, you know, we really want to aim for. Typically, like when you eat out, um, restaurants are going to be skimpy on protein. It's the most expensive part of that meal. So a lot of times I'll order a salad and ask for double chicken. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll ask for double salmon. I'll ask for double steak or whatever. Um, So animal proteins are great. Edamame, you know, soybeans um, are a great source of protein. There's um, a really fun pasta that I love that's made simply with edamame that's got like 24 grams of protein. Hemp hearts, you know, if you're vegan, so the edamame is great for vegans. Hemp hearts um, are a great source of protein. Hemp seeds are a great source of protein. Um, obviously, beans and legumes um, are a great source of protein. Eggs, cottage cheese. Um, it, all of those things are going to be a, an optimal source of protein. Yeah, that's good. Another question that that someone asked was, how can I change my mindset so that I don't think that I need to have dessert after every meal? Oh, gosh. That's a good one. That's a good Isn't one. Isn't that a good question? Yeah, and it is. And I love that she says mindset because I think a lot of the things that we do in our life are more habit than necessity, you know, that need to have that, you know, sweet treat right before bed. It's probably more habit than it is necessity. Um, The biggest thing I think about sweets and sugar, uh, and I encourage, I talk a lot about this on my social media, is a lot of times, I mean, we are a, a, a nation that is overfed and undernourished. So we get a lot of uh, micro, uh, macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, but we're severely lacking in micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. And a lot of times when people have these cra- salt cravings and sugar cravings, it's just a micronutrient deficiency. So um, especially for people that really struggle with sugar cravings, one of the suggestions that I say is eat a ton of fruit, okay? Mm. If you eat a ton of fruit, Let's say for the next week, you know, you you crave sugar and you're having a hard time. I'll tell people, listen, eat anytime you crave sugar, eat fruit. All right. By the end of the week, your body will have received so many micronutrients that all of a sudden those cravings go away um, and you crave them less. So that doesn't really answer her question. But if she's having kind of like those constant sugar cravings, um, incorporating more fruit into her diet may be a good idea. The other mm-hmm. thing that I always say about breaking a habit is start somewhere. So if you're someone who eats a sweet treat after dinner seven days a week, 
then start with six days a week. You know, pick one day that you're not going to do that. And then in a couple of weeks, go down to five, you know, go down to four, go down to three. And so a lot of times when you have that ability where you don't completely take it away, it's not a never, you know, it's not an all, you know, all or nothing. Um, but, you know, you know, two days a week, you get to have that treat after dinner, then you manage it so much better. You know, it's like, okay, Wednesday, I get to have that treat after dinner. And sometimes you get to Wednesday and you're like, I'm good. I don't need it. You know? So again, I think anytime that you're looking to kind of, you know, break a a habit, um, don't start like, you know, never, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to cold Turkey, you know, find ways that you can, you know, kind of negotiate with yourself. Okay. I'm going to have a a sweet treat two days a week. And then the other days I'm going to avoid it. Um, because it is a habit you're breaking. Another good suggestion for when you're trying to break a habit is create a new habit, you know? Mm. So if you typically after dinner, always have a sweet treat, then maybe on the days that you are not going to do that, maybe your new habit is you're going to go take a walk. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, adding a new habit when you take out an old habit can be really helpful. Oh, I love that one. I haven't even thought about that one. That one's good. This will be the final final listener submitted question I'll ask. Uh, how do I lose my gut? I do everything possible with my abs, but I still have that round bubble that sticks out. (laughs) I think as women, we can all relate to that. Yeah. So a lot of people do hold a lot of weight in their midsection. And I'm going to tell you the number one factor impacting midsection weight gain is, do you know what it is? Is it going to be not eating enough protein? (laughs) (laughs) No, you Nope. It's sleep. It's sleep. So poor sleep is going to create that kind of what I call cortisol belly. And I'm telling you, sleep is the most underrated health habit, um, you know, in the world right now. People are just not focused on optimizing their sleep. And it matters so much, especially as we age. Our need for more protein increases and our need for quality sleep increases. So for belly fat, I'd say number one. Make sure you're optimizing your sleep. Um, alcohol plays a huge role in that. Um, alcohol, you can get, I can guarantee any night that you drink alcohol, your sleep will suck. Okay. So if you're having a glass of wine three or four nights a week, then that's double whammy. The alcohol is impacting your goals and then it's also impacting your quality sleep. So sleep, alcohol, stress, you know, too much stress um, um, will lead to that midsection bloat, Um, not enough protein, you know, inadequate macro balance will lead to too much, um, you know, midsection bloat. So those are the things that I tell people to really kind of focus on if they're struggling with um, the midsection bloat. Also, um, constipation, you know, that's another really chronic issue that people just think are is normal. It is not normal to be constipated. Mm-hmm. You have to be pooping every single day. So um, keeping your detox pathways open through, you know, um, daily bowel movements, sweating, sauna, dry brushing, those are all things that can, can really support that inflammation response, which is really kind of what that is. Hmm. That's really good. Okay, Amanda, let's talk about 
Lean, where people can find you, how they can get involved with Lean. So what is Lean? Kind of just give us a brief overview of if people join, what happens, how does it work, and what's the support that you offer to help people get Lean? Yeah. So Lean is, it's a seven week online program. I have clients all over the world. It's all run through my free private app. So no social media needed. Um, and it's literally, it's an education, you know, uh, again, I'm a registered dietitian. My passion is to simplify nutrition for weight loss. You know, I want to make it as easy as possible. Um, I want to show you that all foods fit. I want to teach you macro management in addition to some other you know, strategies that you can implement. Um, and um, I run sessions about every two weeks. So there's always something going on. But, you know, I think that what sets my program apart is the daily support and accountability. You know, basically, my clients check in every night, you know, with kind of a, a day update, how did my day go, um, whether it be good or bad. And then, you know, myself and my team, um, give you feedback and support. You know, what areas do we want to focus on? What areas do you need support in? Um, I have a huge resource library with meal plans and recipes that are all family friendly. Um, everything's quick and easy. You know, I, I don't have time for recipes with 20 ingredients. So um, yeah. I try to keep it super simple. And um, yeah, so check it out. I'm I, Like she mentioned, I'm super active on Instagram. You know, I, I don't hide anything when I started, you know, launching my online business, you know, um, social media people or marketing people would tell me, give them a little, make them pay for the rest. I suck at that. I just give you everything, you know? So even just following me on social media will give you the tools and strategies that you need to, you know, kind of make those small changes work. Yeah. I I agree. Your Instagram is a wealth of knowledge, something that I love following. Actually, you are my favorite person in the health and wellness space. Oh, thank you. The way you approach things and, and what you talk about. But I will say, being in lean now, it it's still because there's a tracker in it, because you can do the calorie tracking, because it has a goal setting thing in there, and you're able to to do it along with other people and in the way that you're encouraging us to do it. Even that in and of itself is something every day. I'm going in the app, I'm using the tracker, it's helping me form better habits and, and ways to think about food and to hit that freaking protein goal, which I'm doing better at. <laughs> doing better. It is hard, hard, but I'm already seeing, I'm already seeing results for me as well, which is encouraging. And even on the days where maybe I go over on my calories, I at least am able to realize, you know what, if I was on weight maintenance, that would be what I was supposed to hit anyway. So overall, like I'm fine. Like overall, I'm learning to eat better, healthier. And there's definitely the the calls that you do that just go deeper into information and some of the other coaches giving feedback as well is so helpful. So we will include links to that as well. I would encourage anyone listening. I know a lot of my listeners, especially a lot of my female listeners, maybe weight isn't something you want to think about because you've done the things in the past that led you to ultimately feel worse. I love Amanda's approach because it's so sustainable and so gracious So I highly, highly recommend it. 
Amanda, any parting words that you would leave our audience with is maybe they're getting started in weight loss or just wanting to feel better. Where should they, where should they start other than of course, joining lean and following you on Instagram, any other parting words? You know, I think the biggest thing that you have to tell yourself every single day is that perfection leads to failure, but consistency Mm. leads to results. I think as women, we try to do it all for everybody, ourselves included. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, that sets us up for failure. So sometimes it's just about focusing on one thing and focusing on consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as that one thing becomes a little bit easier, you add something else. So if you are on this journey, you know, um, by yourself or, you know, wherever you are, um, continuously remind yourself that, that, you know, we're not striving for perfection, we're striving for consistency and always do something. I love it. Amanda Nybert, thank you so much for your time. We'll link to all of the things and can't wait for the audience to hear this episode. Thank you so much. It's been great to be here. In case y'all couldn't tell, I absolutely love Amanda Nybert. Love what she does, how she does it, and the approach that she brings to an area that can be really sensitive to people of weight loss and health. But I believe she does it with grace, elegance, and really good material. So here are my key pies takeaways from today's episode. Again, for any new listeners, remembering that pies stands for the way that this content affects you and can help you become physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually more attractive. Clearly today, the content was really focused on physical part of attraction. But I love what she said. Did you catch it? She said, number one, you have to determine the real why behind why you want to make these changes. And it shouldn't be weight focused in terms of the number you're looking at on a scale. So what is the real why? What are you really going to focus on that keeps you motivated to eat healthier and move better and feel more energized? Maybe it's something to do with the diabetes and wanting to get healthier. Maybe it has to do with wanting to be able to get off the floor without assistance because you want less inflammation in your joints, more mobility. Maybe it is you want to stop eating dessert after every meal. You want to just feel better about yourself. Get some objective reasons of why you want to focus on this and then break that all or nothing mindset. Go into life approaching this physical part of attraction with an 80-20. 80% stay dialed in, eat those whole foods that are nourishing and good for you, but also realize that life happens and you can have that piece of birthday cake. You can have a drink on the 4th of July. We're just coming out of the 4th of July at, at the time of recording this. Life happens. Be able to celebrate those things without keeping yourself in this mindset of, I can't do that or I shouldn't because it's not good for me. Have a better, more even-keeled approach that's going to make this more sustainable long-term. And then, of course, finally, that protein goal. Listen, be sure you always talk to a medical provider. I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a medical doctor. And so you always want to be able to get their insight on that. But there's so many good reasons to increase your protein and be intentional about eating the right amount of protein for your body. 
as Amanda said, a minimum of 50% of your body weight in grams of protein. So for me, I weigh 140 pounds, 70 grams of protein would be the amount that I would shoot for on the low end each day. But I can actually tell you I get more like 120 grams of protein because I do a lot of weightlifting. And then I feel great. I really, I really, really do. But find out what that is for you. I also encourage you to join the lean program. I'm a part of it right now. I can testify to how great it is results that I've already seen only in 10 days. And I know that as I go through this over the next seven weeks, there's also going to be continued support on the other side. So I am loving it. I'm already feeling better about myself. And this is something I teach, right? But I have found such success already through Lean and through what Amanda has taught. We have partnered together to offer you a discount. If you join the Lean program, you can get $10 off of that foundations course that she offers. And so use it. You can use the code PIES, P-I-E-S at checkout get that $10 off, join the lean program and start seeing the results for yourself. Until next week, stay strong.